Welcome to Wonderfully Done, a wholesome show about sex, communication, and loving yourself. I'm Lauren. And I am Vix. We are your gorgeously adorable, wholesome hosts who are obsessed with all things love, erotic, sex, people, communication, coming together under the lens of really wet, yummy feelings. We have a fun couple of topics for you today, my sweetie poopy pie listener. We have a chat around feelings, around reciprocating some gift giving in a new relationship. We have how to keep a long distance, long-term relationship very spicy and good with the long road ahead of the unknown non ability to travel. Thank you, pandemic. Thank you very much. And we have a little bonus question about what monster we would both like to fuck the most. So if you would like to hear that bit, I sincerely uh, implore you to stay to the end. <laughs> so the Wonderfully Done show is all about Vix and I sitting down with you, dear listeners, to talk about your questions, your curiosities, your concerns. We really just see ourselves as being your sex posy friends or your, um, you know, slutty overdramatic aunties that will talk to you about everything that is on your mind. So we really encourage people to send us their, their questions or what they're looking for. Everything is traded anonymously when we talk about it on the show. Uh, it's very important for us that we try and make this as much of a shame-free zone as possible. In doing this show, Vix and I are tackling what we have in terms of internalized shame or what we've been trying to get rid of and we want you to be free of shame as well so engaging with the community connecting with us sharing questions and having a listen is all about letting go of that uh, it is important to know that this is not um, a therapy podcast we are not therapists we're not psychologists uh, doctors or anything to do with that and we really want this to be a jumping off point for you to do your own research get your own support get your own professional help where needed so vix let us take it away for episode two of the second season Okay, so time for question one. Dear Wonderfully Done, I'm in a new relationship and want to start by saying that my partner is incredibly sweet. There's a thing that's making me feel a bit funny though. They just keep giving me gifts, like a lot, once a week at least. I feel like I'm supposed to keep up, but I can't. I just don't think it's one of my love languages. I'm really enjoying how special they are making me feel, but I'm also feeling super guilty and I worry I am failing them by not reciprocating. So dear listener, uh, it's really good that you flagged that this is a new relationship because I think there's so much figuring out that happens when you're in this kind of space. New relationships have lots of intense energy. You will be your most hyped up love language version of yourself when you are in that early honeymoon period. And it's very understandable to be a little bit overwhelmed by differences that you might have. Yeah, no, I um. <laughs> My love languages are all of them, <laughs> which I mean, I feel like a few people say, but like, I really can't overstate how much I enjoy to, um, to, to love and, and be loved. But, uh, I, I actually have had a partner where, um, I have been the, the gifter that just won't stop. <laughs> and really, yeah, the frequency, pretty, pretty fucking frequent. Cause it was just sort of like every time I saw something that said them to me and I was like, oh, this would please them and make them very happy. So they must have it. And I, you know, I feel like 
I get pretty hot on spoiling people or having people be like having them know that I know them or or have listened to them like there's so many things that you can save with gifts I love gift giving but it was the first it was one of the first times that I ever ran into the gifting making somebody uncomfortable um which was it was kind of hard. I, I kind of didn't know what to do because I, I kind of couldn't stop buying the gifts. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard if that's what you have in your basket of what feels good for you and what you know as a way of expressing yourself because I can also be a big time gift love language person too. And it is hard. Like good job to your partner Vix that, you know, sat down and talked to you about how they felt about it. So you could try and understand where each other were coming from because I've definitely had those challenges too. What I really enjoyed particularly about this question is that you did mention the love languages at all, uh, which is great because that means that you've already learned a little bit about something that perhaps you can create as shared language with your partner. Um, from this question, of, of course, sometimes it's hard to know if, that, if it's something that you've talked about together before or if that's something that they know about or maybe it's a, a quiz that you could do together to like set up a foundation for the next thing that really needs to happen, which is having a chat. It's communication time. Um, it's really, uh, you're putting so much pressure on yourself, my sweet little darling egg. So big hug for that. And now let's give your cutie new partner the, the opportunity to give you hugs through through communication and maybe like some like actual hugs too, if you're into that, that, that would be lovely. So as someone who is into the gifting love language, for me, I'm not looking for the other person to reciprocate with gifts. So when the listener describes that they feel that they can't keep up, do they feel that they also need to give gifts or do they feel like they're just getting more love attention than is sustainable or they don't? have a good way to return it. Because for me, it's like, I love giving gifts. I don't need gifts back. Like I'll feel neutral to positive. I'm not like need. And me giving gifts doesn't build up a sense of entitlement for that to be returned either from my end. So this listener might feel like, oh, I have to give gifts or something like that. But that's actually not what their new partner is wanting. Their partner just enjoys the giving. So as Vic says, really good to sit down, both do the quiz together, but just have a broader conversation about what does love look like to this person? What makes them feel loved? What have you done for them that helped them feel really cared for? Because you might find that there's something that you can do that's super easy, like you don't even have to think about it, but that actually helps them feel really good in the same way that the gift giver might just find it so easy to get gifts for you and think of you in that way. Whereas other people would say that they hate trying to figure out what to give someone. Yeah, for some people, there's just really no pleasure in that. And and I think it is really important to talk about, yeah, like what does the gift giver get out of it? And it's like, for, for me, it's like there's so many different layers of pleasure to it. Like I enjoy doing the research. I enjoy doing the scouring of finding the best place to get it from. I enjoy the anticipation of, of getting it and then the anticipation of anticipating giving it to them and then watching them uh, you know, open it and then seeing them use it perhaps in their everyday life or on the spot or depending on what kind of gift that was. And like that is for me, that is my satisfaction and like what makes me feel, you know, really excited. And I, and I think 
it's a thing with gifts is I feel like there isn't an established kind of language around them of like what they mean to all people or or like what are you saying with this because I feel like uh, there is so many things in life where it kind of feels like well if you give this I expect to get it back um but yeah it's like your partner might not actually even feel that way at all and if they do what a great early time to kind of discuss like hey like I definitely don't want it to come across like I don't super care about you because you're very important to me um and yeah as Lauren said like asking them what things you've done previously or that have made them feel really loved or things that is is there some scenarios in past that other partners have done that have made them feel special or has there been something in a movie that has made them feel really kind of like tickled and blushy and is you know it's kind of like a cool opportunity to figure out how to love up on each other real hard and I'm sure that they they would love to help absolve some of this anxiety rattling around for you um because it sounds like in in their way they're trying to be like I really care about you (laughs) and you know that new relationship energy is a real hyped up kind of time so even if this is their love language it's quite likely that they will chill out over time and that the once a week will not be forever you know, and so letting them know that they're giving you lots of gifts, but they don't have to keep it up as well. Like, you know, just double checking, does this person maybe, do they feel trapped or obligated? You know, is this person's finances okay for them to be doing this? Like, it's okay to check in on those things while carefully navigating their feelings and their hopes and what's comfortable for them. Yeah, because it's a fun one, right? When um, I think it is it is hard when when people reject the gifts you know because it sort of feels like your love is being rejected like yeah, wouldn't recommend rejecting gifts yeah I think I think it's a funny one too like I find that it, it works it's similar sort of stuff in friendship a lot as well I find it especially around things like um you know when people are deciding who's gonna pay you know um and it'd be like no I want to have it as my treat and people are like no I can't possibly or you ask what what do you want for your birthday oh I couldn't have anything don't get me anything that's terrible and you know I I I spoke to a friend recently and I'm just kind of like look if we're going to be friends for a long time you're really going to have to work together with me (laughs) you're gonna have to let me in for some of this (laughs) yeah on how we can make that feel sort of like okay for both of us like because I feel like when you say yes and accept and enjoy something yeah that is pleasing and accepting the love and and it's also really cool to let people do nice things for you because you're definitely worth it you know beautiful so I'd say to summarize you know new relationship it is completely natural to be in a phase of figuring out what each other's love languages are connecting about them talking about any mismatches that are happening and how you can both compromise in a very comfortable way, acknowledging that new relationship energy is not going to have the same intensity all the time and understanding what is the gift giving doing for them? You know, what do, what do they want? Uh, What are they getting out of it? Is there any resentment coming from them? Do they feel like you're not holding up your end at all? And are they looking for you to match or are they looking for you to find your own way of expressing love? Well, that was very nice. So I I guess it's time for another question. That would 
pretty good, wouldn't it? We did proper small than one topic. So, <coughs> dear wonderfully done, I'm in a long-term relationship and the virus has halted all plans to travel internationally for quite a while. How can we keep the passion alive while we wait patiently to travel again? We send nudes, in brackets, I would love to learn some tricks to take better ones, video calls sometimes, and do voice calls very often. But I want to keep things spicy and exciting. So first off the bat, dear listener, I am so sorry that your relationship has really just, you know, had had the kibosh put on it by the virus situation. I'm really sorry. That really sucks. And it's okay to leave space for that frustration and disappointment. So just want to get that out there. Heck yeah. Even as you were saying that, I felt just my heart panging, 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 panging. It's been, it's been a while since I did a full uh, long, uh, long distance relationship. And, um, oh gosh, I remember how bad the missing feels when you want to be doing the kissing. Rough as guts. And I would just say like, It's very understandable wanting to keep things spicy and exciting. I think there's maybe like a subreddit for long-term relationships. I think it's good to connect with other people that are also in long-term relationships so that you can be understood because I think it can be really isolating, um, especially when lots of people live with partners or have partners domestically. So I think it's good to surround yourself with other people in your situation, but also just know that no relationship is spicy and exciting all the time. You might craft that space and have a really exciting period of time but please don't pressure yourself to be like you know giving each other bonus every day for the six months to however long that we've all got to wait before international travel happens I just want you to take the pressure off yourself with that because even if you were in the same postcode it's not going to be like sexy erotic 24-7 Oh, I couldn't even concentrate to, on what you were saying because all I could think about was like a horrible joke. I couldn't decide whether <laughs> to say out loud or not. So I was going to be like bonus or gonus. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That was very bad. Was very bad. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, I regret saying it out loud, but I also regret nothing because this is fucking half my podcast and I do what I want. <laughs> Absolutely. I support it. I support it. But my feelings are also sincere and genuine. Uh, I know this is hard and I can, yeah, the extra, the extra pressure for it to, I feel like there is that pressure with like long distance relationships that they kind of have to be this like perfect, amazing thing, right? For it to be worth it. Cause I feel like there's, at least in my experience, I got a lot of sort of common feedback from people on like, would that really be worth it? I could, I could never do that. I could never handle it, <laughs> you know? And um, I mean, we've all got different ways that we can and can't live. I mean, uh, but I feel like, is this year nothing but a, a big uh, wake-up call for everyone about what kinds of things we can live through <laughs> and the sacrifices we can make to have the things that are important to us? Um so I also super value that you're like, hey, I want to keep putting work into this good as thing in my life because it's worth it. So I hope that we have um, some things that could maybe be helpful or inspiring. <laughs> 
Definitely. Like, I personally have not had a long-term relationship that was distanced. Like, I've had periods of time where I've been apart from partners or traveling for work or away or whatever else. And so definitely things like, you know, having calls, you know, a lot of texting, photos just of my day and things like that. I found doing things that were like positive activities together to be like, what's one thing that you hope for the day or what were three good things that happened today and messaging that stuff because often in a long-term relationship, you can focus on the missing so much. So doing positive things together. I've even heard about people doing meditations together or other things that help you feel really in sync or help you really feel like you have shared, you know, space and time a little bit in a different way, which I thought was very cute. And um, I asked some friends who have been in long-term relationships or people that have been separated by the coronavirus, what they've done. One person had a really cute thing where um, her and her boyfriend um, who were separated in Europe designed a, um, a wine tasting night where they made sure to buy three of the exact same wines and the exact same cheeses and like the exact same food so they could like make the same platter and like drink the same things and like do wine tasting to be like what do you think about this one so it's as much the same experience together as possible and I was like that is so cute I love it so much yeah uh, I love so much of that too uh, with with activities that take planning right because of the love and the care and the thinking and it's it's not always about the activity like I feel I feel like with most things in life like people get a little bit too hung up on on the end product uh, rather than like yeah the the process being part of the experience and that being pleasurable and you know if you've set a date for something like that that's something that you know you can carve out in your calendar and both look forward to and know that on Tuesday you've got to make sure that you go to the liquor store and you know collect this that and the other and you're going to have to take a slightly different walking route to get this from here or you know order it in time I'm like yeah it feels like there's so many uh, lovely little opportunities for um, different yummy bits of anticipation to grow and I feel like when you're kind of doing something like that activated by somebody else then it also makes you think about them and feel like a little bit mush about them yes (laughs) which I'm like yum (laughs) yes and those friends who have been distanced have said it is that combination of a safety net of knowing when you'd hear from them. So whether that's they always text goodnight or you always have a call on Thursdays or whatever the case is to have some safety net stuff, but then also to have some of that spontaneous stuff of like, hey, what are you doing right now? Or I've got an idea, keep this date free, you know, so a combination of regular expectation as well as spontaneous fun stuff and then doing asynchronous things like you have a spa day so both of you go and get massages like you go and get massages where you can get a massage but then you talk about it after or you both say okay on Sunday I'm going to go to a session of this movie and you go too on your own and we'll talk about it after kind of thing so these like separated but together kind of effort things you know, thinking about it as a silver lining of like, you're putting, you're doing fun, creative stuff because a lot of the time dating, especially when you're an adult and you've got lots of other responsibilities, getting that creative juice involved, uh, a lot of people forget about it. It's like really easy to, really easy to drop. So I'm not saying it's a good situation that you're distanced, but it is good exercise for, for connection to be creative in this way. 
hell yeah, lots of room to learn some fucking sick skills. Like, yeah, kind of like as I guess we were talking about before, I, I, I don't think, I think my last long distance relationship was like, I was maybe in my early 20s. And I remember, because f- I, I didn't really know many people at that time who were doing things like long distance relationships. But, um, you know, I really, really like to feel connected. <laughs> I feel like when I was trying to think of like the things that I was researching <laughs> at that time, I feel like I just always remember looking up these giant fortune cookies that you could send people. Just remember like how desperately I wanted to send one and and then you could put like a love note in it and then it's just like giant and stupid. So I'm like, what, what dumb shit makes your partner laugh? You know, like I guess talking about gift giving again, I feel like that's, you know, that's a really fun one to have in the mix. And there's so many different sort of ways that you can do that. Like sometimes it can be wearable. Um, and maybe, yeah, I don't know, maybe it's a prop for them to take some photos in, or maybe it's, it's a, it's a wearable for a very special date night. Um, I don't know, maybe it's, uh, do people wear ties and bow ties these days? I don't know, maybe it's their favorite fucking color and it's your anniversary and it's like, uh, and you've got something that matches in the same color. Like, I don't know. Like, there's so many cute little, little, little ways that you could do things. Like, you can do edible things, of course. You do things for display in special areas. And talking about gift giving, uh, I remember previously we talked about uh, there was a couple where when they were separated, uh, the the boyfriend set a goal to say he knew that like she collected lip glosses of a certain brand or something. And he's like, I have set an arbitrary list here. And every time you have a good old Maz and you tell me, you know, and you send the emoji in the group chat that says that you've just gotten your rocks off. I add a gold star to the list and at an arbitrary number of gold stars, you get one of these lip glosses that you like. So it's like earning it to try and encourage her to like get more comfortable with masturbating or enjoy it or, you know, have fun or for him to be somehow connected with her masturbation, which I thought was like really nice. That's Something so like that hot. could be fun. Oh my God, where are you partners out there who want to <laughs> reward me for mazzing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, like, uh, and we've mostly been talking about like fluffy romantic things, but yeah, getting more involved in the sexy stuff, like you can like uh, record voice memos, you can record videos, things to surprise them with. Uh, It sounds like you're already having video calls and audio calls, which is great. You could do like synchronized watches of classy porn. So like I really like the porn that's made by um, Four Chambers as well, which is more like erotic music videos almost. So you can do a simultaneous watch of something that's, you know, genuinely in both of your wheelhouses, like generally just swap porn links that you find hot just generally so people can see what you're checking out, what you're enjoying, if that's within the comfort zone. Uh, And also things like maybe filling out a sex or kinks menu with each other, like talk about similarities, talk about differences, get to know each other sexually, even when you're apart. You know, I think there could be a lot of good material there that's interesting and fun and helps you know about yourself and helps you know about them too. Yeah, I'm like, 
Because of, of course, you know, we, we write a few show notes for uh, these these little recordings. So uh, I guess uh, I, I'll, I'll say some of the things that were on my list, like uh, talking on the, the vein of sexiness, like have y'all explored the sex toys that you could control with apps yet? Like that's a very fun, uh, different addition of play where you can, I guess, feel like you're having more of an active hand in the sensations that are happening on somebody's body. And like, maybe that could be a really fun thing to try if you haven't already. Um, you could do something like, uh, this, <laughs> I used to do a lot of this role playing in, in my uh, younger days, especially, uh, but writing sort of like a sexy story together or a sexy role play sort of, and having that a little bit separate from the, the sort of like everyday messaging that you do. Perhaps you've got a Google doc or if you know, there's another more secure method that you're aware of that I'm not aware of, but like, whatever, I don't care. Internet read my porn. Um, <laughs> and then maybe you can have that as kind of like one of those like gentle in the background activities you know where it's like maybe you like there's maybe like a it should be updated by Fridays in the week uh but like can have a little check-in and see if the story's advanced and write a little bit more um and then it's nice to have another little material that you know you've put together with somebody that you think is really hot Mm. (laughs) Um, it's sexy and it's a creative outlet Exactly. You could take a note. God, what was that filthy author's name that I got you to read from? <laughs> James Joyce. <laughs> James Joyce. You could take a letter out of his filth book and you could try writing some really like high level gross smut like and like send it to each other in ye old post (laughs) what I really love about letters is sort of the fact that you get to hold something that somebody that you care about has has held and written with it with their own hands like how nice is they've touched it they've breathed on it probably like strange tiny flakes of their skin have fallen on it I don't know why I had to go there but it felt important to mention um go the whole way send underwear get them to send a shirt that smells like them depending on where you're based maybe it would still smell like them in the post if they vacuum seal it i don't know how these things work yeah, I don't know. Maybe they have to write the letter before or after they've had a mess. Like, you know, like if if you're into that, like make it a bit sexy, gross. Like that's fun. <laughs> and I think that's the thing too with like exploring how to make a relationship spicy and exciting is it's kind of like, at least for me, I've found with a lot of different things that I've tried, I haven't really known how they're going to make me feel until I've done them. So it seems like there's a lot of a lot of room to sort of go a little bit out of the box and then have some nice little check-ins of like, how did that make you feel? Like, did that turn you on? Did that turn you on as much as you thought it did? And if it didn't, why do you think that is? And then, you know, it's a nice way to learn a little bit more about each other too, which is building intimacy, which there is nothing more spicy and exciting than hot intimacy. That's it. You're just looking for connection. Connection is the thing that's hard in a long distance relationship. So sexual connection, emotional connection, companion connection, just experiment and, and go wild. And if there's a little bit of room for kink stuff there, there'll be lots of things that are 
kink or power dynamic related that you can bring into a long distance relationship. So some people control what each other wears. So you could say that, hey, pick out four different underwear options for the day. Send me a photo. You go have a shower. While you shower, I'm going to pick which one of the underwear you're wearing today and control in that kind of way. And we also were laughing before because I had the most hilarious failed attempt at uh, doing a mold of your penis sex toy situation one time where a partner of mine was going to Europe for a long time. So we tried to do that and it just hilariously failed and did not work. I hope and I want to believe that there are good like mold the mold the genitals things out there. Listeners, please um, dial in if you have had any experience with those because super fun concept and I couldn't get it to work for me. <laughs> yeah, man, on that note, like your partner sent me um, a, a, the link to a, a, a cast, your, cast your vulva kit. Great. <laughs> Which obviously is it's only tangentially related to this, but I'm like, wow, wouldn't that be like a nice decoration for my home? It can I, and- I would literally do that. Hi, everyone. Look at this on the wall. <laughs> I mean, I actually have done that in my lounge, lovely listeners. I did paint my own vulva and it is on the wall in my share house. Um, <laughs> also, hello, any friends that have been in my lounge and didn't know that. I was my own model. <laughs> maybe that's like a, that's like a, a sexy interesting present to do like even if it's not masturbatory but a a a, a basking in the glory (laughs) of our sexy parts of your partner's body like uh, i don't know (laughs) speaking about parts of bodies and art the listener was also asking about nude taking so we have talked a little bit about this before but vix what would you what do we recommend what are some of our hot tips when it comes to sending good fresh spicy nudes hot tips um i find i that taking nudes is a lot easier when i'm in a good mood and when i'm having a day where it doesn't make me sad to look at myself in the mirror like i find that that's a really great start like a common place that I'll kind of like start is actually like when I'm about to have a shower so it's kind of like this is kind of like a naked time anyway um so just kind of like a no pressure like have a little bit of a like how how do we how do we enjoy a little bit of the chest holding or a little bit of the uh uh uh, shoulders and face or maybe can can we set the the camera up and do a little self timer for like a bit of a butt one and sort of have um yeah I guess like really low pressure nudity anyway photo shoot and then kind of like put those away and see how I feel about it a bit later uh I also find I find it very easy to uh get into taking nudes when I have a little bit of fun with different sort of fun photo taking apps like I use a couple of different ones uh like I have one called um Fuji instead of Fuji um and basically what that app does is it Every single photo looks a little bit different because it does all sort of like bad old filtering effects. But I find some of those, especially when you're not as um, practiced at taking things like nudes and, and selfies, is they're quite sort of forgiving and they kind of add a little bit of sultry sexiness in the kind of roughness of the media form. So I find, I just find the sort of photos that I take in there a lot less confronting than my, you know, super, super high def 
camera just like catching every single um piece of my body that perhaps I'm not I you know I'm less practiced at looking at different parts of my body so I actually think that's a really great thing to do too is looking more at your body it just in general life and sort of thinking in your head or even verbalizing out loud what you like about your body, touching bits of your body that you don't look at as often. And maybe it's kind of, I, I'm not sure how long this relationship's been, well, long term, so a long time. So you probably know what your partner's favorite parts of your body are. How do you feel about those parts? Like, are there ways that you could build some kind of nice rapport with those parts of your body and with a bit of softness and a bit of touch and a bit of love? Um, I guess those are the first things I thought of off the top of my head. I don't know if that's helpful. <laughs> I think they're all gorgeous, juicy, juicy little things. You know, we we just support listeners to get comfortable with themselves and enjoy themselves for their own sake and not see it as like achieving something to give someone else, but that your images of yourself, you give to yourself first kind of thing and thinking about it that way. And so there's lots of things like we always recommend getting um, some kind of a tripod, getting something with a timer so you can try taking some more body shots. I think the apps are a great idea, props And even if you're like, my whole body is confronting, how about just zero in on a part of your body that you do like and start there first. But definitely just what do you essentially enjoy? What's a hot photo to you? Like, uh, I think it's great. Uh, Vix was showing me some idea boards for photo shoots and things that she'll be doing with a partner and things like that, which I think is great of just here are some moods and some ideas and some poses that are really unexpected so that you can get some inspiration. Because I think if you can find inspiration first and then chase it, I think it makes the creation a lot easier. Yeah, totally. It's so lovely. I think it's something that you either get from taking a lot, a lot, a lot of photos of yourself and being very brazen with it or from, yeah, looking at other material. But there's just, there's sort of limitless kind of ways to hold and capture your body. Um, and it, it can be really fun. So I feel like that's part of it is, is it's going into it like, I know we've talked about this before, uh, but also I shouldn't assume everyone's heard all of our episodes. <laughs> But like you, like you're creating this piece of art and when you're creating art, it's really fun to be really curious and try different things. So I like, I love, I know Lauren's talked about before having things like if you're not ready to do like full, just like, just, I'm just going to spread everything and it's going to be a fucking close up of my genitals without any <laughs> context, which is sometimes hot actually, if you do apply some context. I, I sent a very fun nude to a partner this week. They had just bought a cowboy hat. So um, while they were in the shower, I took one where I looked very cute and demure, just sort of sitting cross-legged on the bed uh looking up at the ceiling with the cowboy hat on and then the other one I just like threw my legs back as far as I could and just spread my spread my shit wide and held the hat real cowgirl jump in me cowboy Um, incredible I love it I think wow I like totally lost my point uh Man, I just looked really to have fun with it. Yeah, good. And like that was so fun. What we actually do as another thing with our photos is like we have a shared Dropbox. So what I actually do when I send photos to people is I actually also do it in a variety of ways. So sometimes it'll it'll be a little bit of an anticipation builder where. 
I will tell somebody that I'm taking or have taken some photos that I'm going to send them at another time um, and let them think about it for a while. Often when I send them, I really like to do a drip feed. So I'll take many different photos uh, and before I send them, I'll like go through all of my favorites until they're kind of like a narrative. Sometimes it'll be like taking your clothes off slowly or becoming increasingly erotic or increasingly uh, doing other things to yourself um, and then sort of send them one one at a time and not send another one until there's sort of been a response to each picture. Um, sometimes it's setting up space for... Um, the interaction is here are the photos of me now now I want you to tell me what you like about this and like what you love about my body and how you would love to touch it right now so you know sometimes they're kind of like it's a conversation starter and it's kind of of other things and then we also um have yeah so the shared dropbox where then we also you know ones that have already you know been used as such for their their titillating first time around the sun um now also have a nice eternal uh wank bank uh place good. <laughs> i like that i like that i think that's really really good to think about the the longevity of your nudes and having a <laughs> repository in that way as well as in the moment i think that sounds really good well, we've definitely explored a lot with this question. So the answer has included many different examples of things you could do that are romantic or sexual, but we feel for you. We really hope that you're able to travel together again soon, and we hope that you're able to enjoy some of the suggestions that we've got here, but tapping into your own creativity, your own sensuality, and finding finding the fun in a really hard situation. So... We support you. We hope that it goes great. We hope you have lots of fun. And if you try anything that's super awesome, please let us know. Sending you big hugs and kisses to your respective sides of the globe. So... Uh, a few of you might know that we recently did a little bit of a survey, uh, which was lovely. In that survey, we asked if anybody had any questions, and we actually did get a, a, a hot little question uh, from the survey, Lauren. Uh, prepare yourself, uh, because one of our beautiful, dear, sweet listeners out there would like to know what kind of monsters we would like to bang the most? <laughs> I love the little degenerates that listen to us, Vix. They come up with the best questions. Um, love this. And for me, like having been in a whole bunch of fandoms and things like that, honestly, monster fucking comes up so much. Um, I And I have it in my brain that wanting to fuck a monster is tetrophilia. So there you go, T-E-T-R-A-philia for anyone out there that wants to do some very ill-advised Googling after we talk about this, um, is wanting to fuck monsters. And before I go into like personal specifics, there's a really interesting parallel with monster fucking and the queer community. And there's been people that have written about this to say the acceptance of queer culture when it comes to monster fucking comes from being a societal pariah, like being an outcast or like being seen as a weirdo or a pervert anyway. It's like, well, 
what difference does it make if I want to get fucked by a vampire or the slime monster or whatever else if if my sexual practices are already disgusting to society kind of thing. So there's a lot of interesting academia and writing and arguments and stuff that happens in that sphere. So I just want to put that out there because I would definitely agree that queers that I know are a lot more willing to be like, yeah, I would totally fuck alien or predator or whatever else, you know? <laughs> Um, and I love and I love that about us. Good job, queer community. But uh, but Vix, how about you? Um, what sort of monster would you most want to bang? I mean, it's hard because I, I feel like I'd bang a lot of different kinds of monsters. So, but you know, <laughs> I know that we've got the like, who do you want the most? Like, I feel like you know, if I, I'm really torn. Like, I I do. I do love that that big tentacle monster energy. I mean, like there are so many ways like uh, that's that that that, that is kind of hot, you know. And the maybe I wouldn't want to do it, but sometimes I like looking at it kind of way. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> you know, there's always like there's definitely the kind of like low key like sometimes non consensual kind of aspect to like the <laughs> monster kind of tentacle stuff, which obviously I like quite like consent in real life but I quite like thinking about not consent in my um in my fantasy life um you know I really love the idea of just like all holes ago you know I just love the idea of like many tentacles writhing in said holes you know like I'm looking a lot into um thrusting dildos at the moment and like the the, the ones that kind of like I, I, <laughs> did that sound right should I do with my hand Vix is doing a very funny scooping waving motion <laughs> like a fish flopping around yeah it's like kind of like a fish flopping around but like more controlled and hot um, and that's I like how sort of like dexterous you know they they would be and I'm like what would the texture be like and I don't know. I feel like I just feel like there's a lot of a lot of sexiness in that and I like it. But then I I feel like I would be remiss to not talk about big werewolf energy because um, you know, I've always loved love beautiful beautiful men with big shaggy gorgeous long hair and whenever I imagine vampire men they're always just like a vampire oh vampires are nice too but werewolves sorry <laughs> yeah these like big strapping burly just like I'm I'm gonna wreck you and like I look quite like being wrecked you know? <laughs> and you know and then you're like werewolf ears like very cute like very cute tail like you know uh, there's a little a lot of stuff that I like there too but uh yeah I'm like wh which would really I don't know fulfill my monster fucking fantasies more I don't think I ever got into the impregnation thing but yeah there's people that are super into like uh the ov positioning stuff like fucking a merman that fills you full of eggs or whatever like there's oh, honestly the world the yeah. world of monster fucking is so broad out there everybody and like when it comes to erotica made by women i would say the monster fucking that's very common is definitely werewolves the whole mating thing like the genetic imperative the whole alpha and like the omega is so irresistible whoa like and then there's vampires as well which is also like irresistibility like someone that is so overcome by desire for you that you get ravaged and those can be very popular with women this is i'm not trying to get into gender essentialism here but there are definitely tropes and then when it comes to monster fucking with dudes there'll be tentacle monsters there'll be slime girls um i haven't seen slime girls i've never slime, seen a slime, slime girl girls, before slime girls are interesting you should definitely have a google it's 
popular it's popular as like a monster girl trope where it's almost like a girl who's made of jelly or slime so like is translucent so you can see yourself fucking them or you can like put your hand in them or whatever oh it's my a god. whole thing oh why did i oh my god just like uh-oh how no oh no <laughs> <laughs> I've awoken awa- something in you. Awakened me in, on the air. <laughs> I was just imagining fisting somebody and getting to sort of like watch you spreading yeah. your fingers and stuff. And yeah, like, that sounds really. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the, the girls' gays and days. We are seeing a kink blossom in real time <laughs> on the podcast. It's happening right here. Yeah, Google slime girls. It's pretty hot. It's great, but I'm like. <laughs> Is it narcissism? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's porn. So whatever. It's totally fine. But yeah, I'm totally with you. I think I'd probably vote for the tentacle monster situation because they're like a sentient sex toy. I don't actually want my consciousness going up against another consciousness and I don't want to be overpowered by a masculine monster. Again, I I know I'm a fucking nerd. I'm overthinking this, but it no, was a good question. This, this is me admiring you. <laughs> for like, yeah, my, my babe knows what she wants. I know she yeah. likes to be in control. Totally. <laughs> absolutely. So like in porn and stuff, the vampires, the werewolves, the ravishing, no problem. For me and for my life, do not want any of that. Give me the jelly sentient sex toy thing so that if I don't like what it's doing, I just chop its arms off and run away and it'll be fine kind of thing. That is fucked up. <laughs> I know, I'm literally like, how do I kill it if I don't like what it's doing? That's literally how much of a, like, toppy control freak I will be about stuff. Oh, oh I just made that sound bad. I would never kill a person. But a monster, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, maybe, I'd maybe kill a monster if, if the sex went bad. Man, yeah. I forget. Just like, you know, fucking humans, you do need to have an exit strategy. Yes. <laughs> if this fucking, like, you know, mythological fantasy monster alien creature is, like, very strong and large for... Wow. Yes. Oh, man. I don't know if I want to be ravished by a werewolf. Or like, how, <laughs> how strong would I be in this scenario? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a bit out of control. Or are you like a sexy, babely werewolf lady? I would definitely give extra bonus points to demons. Demons being sexy and tempting. And then the whole, like, succubus incubus thing. I don't know if they really count as monsters. I would say they're kind of, like, monster-adjacent sort of thing. Those definitely have their appeal. But that's more like... Do I want to be the sexy demon or do I want the sexy demon to to ravage me kind of situation? Yeah, so many of those I'm like, I'm not sure if I, yeah, <laughs> which which sensation I'd want to be feeling or if I just want to be really close to it. Maybe like I'm a monster fucking voyeur where I want to watch other monsters fuck other monsters or maybe I want to watch like, I like a bukkake fucking monster <laughs> de- defiling, <laughs> I don't know, like I'm not really sure. There's just there's so many delicious scenarios in the uh, world of the imagination, and I, I must say, um, <laughs> I did not talk about it on the podcast yet, but I finally did buy my first fantasy dildo, uh, which Yay. was fantastic. I I must say, and now I'm absolutely dying to get my hands on some more. To be frank, <laughs> wow, it's just like the silicon is just like. Just like so great, it's got a great slap to it, you know. Like, Hell yeah, like go silicon. Solid. Um, 
So thank you for indulging us with a little bit of a monster fucking debauchery. Yes, a very good question. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, if you do want a little bit of homoerotic monster fucking situationness, there's an interesting webcomic called Banquet, as in a food banquet, that you can look up Banquet Webtoon or Banquet Webcomic. And that has like an angels and demons kind of body size difference, whole lot of gay sex implied kind of situation um, comic that I think is very well written and has interesting world building as well. So everybody might enjoy. Thank you, Lauren. Always a wealth of beautiful, uh, you know, gay shit. And I love it. (laughs) Give me the queer stuff. That's all I want in this world. I mean, I mean, I do want some other stuff too, but you know, the the queer lens uh, pleases me. <laughs> you know what that time is? That this is what this means. The music now. It's Lenny Lane. Isn't that exciting? This is the section of our podcast show where we like to talk about things that we've been learning about so that you can uh, get the nourishment of our brains doing a learn. How good would that be? So Lenny Lane, dear listeners, we are... We have launched this beautiful Juicy Sexy season in December of the hell year that is 2020, but we are recording this in November. And dear listeners, I have had a breakup and it sucks and it hurts and it is a sad, sad time. And so my learning lane is just getting my getting my heart a little bit squished by by a breakup situation that, you know, was the right thing to do and Everybody has been a good adult, but it's just shitty. And so I'm just learning the strong body heart pain experience of breakups and that process and reinforces my learning that tactically speaking, breakup letters continue to be a great practice that I'm very glad that I learned about uh, from a book that I read. I can't remember if it was like nice girl syndrome or something like that, uh, that I, that I read about that recommended, you know, writing down, uh, if you were going into a situation where you thought you'd be upset, very good to write everything down into a letter so that there is like testimony of what you wanted to say for the better, you know, for, for all of the, all the good things that you wanted to convey. And so, yeah, having, having breakup letters and having that be part of my process when I have breakups now has been really good. And I'm trying to put into practice a whole bunch of stuff I do in therapy. I'm trying to look after myself and just apply a whole bunch of my learning while being real sad beans. So that is my, that's my learning lane for this week. That's my little, my little precious fluff meister doing a good little vulnerable talking about, we talk about the real shit around here, everyone. These are our real lives and the real things that are happening within them. Um, yeah, I, heartbreak is funny, isn't it? It's like, even when things are the right thing to do, it's like, man, I wish this felt less shitty. (laughs) Just the, the physical feeling of it, the physical feeling of that pain, that is so unique to that situation, at least in terms of how I experience it, is very ow. Yeah. Oh, 
it's hard because you you know you've said this this big emotional thing and then you've like done a, a, a d- shared a technique that is extremely valuable which I just wanted to also be like yeah it's super good even not for just like things like uh breakups but any kind of um I guess conflicts that you'd really quite like to resolve it can be really hard when you're in very emotionally activated situations especially if they've been recurrent problems or it's making you question what direction to go in or if resentment started building up and it can just be like making sure that you actually get across the information you intended to when you were in I guess a clearer state of mind um is so fucking helpful (laughs) um I haven't done actually I think I I think I have done a breakup letter this year after you suggested it um which I actually did find very helpful and I think it's I think it's good too um you know I'm not sure that in enough communication settings that we really step back and really take that time to think about what am I trying to say why am I trying to say it and what do I hope will come out of sharing this information you know and what further conversations would I like to have like because that's the sort of thing right like a lot of these their conversation starters a lot of the time but also with the breakup letters sometimes it's more like there there's less conversation now because this is this is the state of affairs (laughs) I've summarized that's where it's at for now not a conversation this is a a briefing as such Mm -hmm. but like less clinical (laughs) I've made it sound clinical but it's not (laughs) yes (laughs) totally get what you're saying (laughs) I mean that's why I'm on this podcast you know just because I'm just so you know emotionally sensitive and articulate and just I just always say the right thing right Lauren just always in the right way at the right time honestly I think we do really good I think both of us you know we schlop all over the shop but I think we we come across with a few zingers I think people like listening to us and I think we get some pretty good points across so no self-deprecation here Missy I will not take the bait I should not shit talk us that's terrible (laughs) <laughs> I love also that I tried to make it I suck and you're like no we don't suck and I'm like oh man she's really put me on my ass with that one <laughs> <laughs> I fucking ninjutsu'd wow, your feelings that is so rude okay I'm gonna talk about some things now tell um, me your learning things that I've learned being that it is the end of November uh, I had my wisdom teeth out two weeks ago for anybody that doesn't know so Victorians were released back into the wild but I could not go on any shagger marathons because my mouth I couldn't even eat food (laughs) (laughs) bloody tragedy yeah so you know uh, I guess I I spent some of that time because I was like extremely bored and just like ugly because like my my face just didn't look how I'm used to it looking it just kind of looked a bit a a bit smushed you know (laughs) and um I found that displeasing uh so you're like what should I do? Oh, maybe I can do some app work because, uh, uh, dating apps, um, because I've got some time up my sleeve, you know, I can set some things up. And I think I've just been reminded that dating is indeed sometimes becomes its own hobby. It is, uh, can be wildly time laborious if you are not careful. And, uh, I think I've, I've learned that I must not make my one hobby dating. Uh, I think I really need to set some self limits around like, Hey, you may have 30 minutes in the evening to peruse your <laughs> incoming messages 
Uh, uh, yeah, no. Oh, it's just so, it, it's so easy for it to become such a, a black hole, you know? It's tricky because sometimes it's like, oh, the dating apps are like a gumball machine. And if I just keep shaking the gumball machine, something extra good might come out. Like you feel like it's so unclear on the investment versus return. So it can just feel like burying yourself in it to try and find the thing that you want. And do you even know what you want? Because human shaped things are not clear and can't be easily categorized. So it's hard. It's funny you say that. That's something I've also been doing a lot of thinking about this week. As as you know, you start having conversations with people again. You know, it's been really hard to do it in a meaningful way during 2020 because it was just like, well, there's no chance of seeing you. And uh, yeah, uh, so I guess maybe later, but maybe not. And everyone's just been too tired, you know. It's been like a really weird time to like have been on the apps at all but yeah every I feel like it was like the first weekend out of ISO like my tinder fucking popped off (laughs) everyone's like yep yep and then popping again like every weekend just like hello how do you do and some of that like I'm going back through some of my matches and like oh why did I drop this conversation in June like let's try again (laughs) nice nice anyway I could go on about this forever and I'm not going to do the tangent I was going to do. I'll talk about it another time. But another thing I actually, I guess, I guess I would call this a learn. Um, this, uh, there's a podcast that I really enjoy called Why Won't You Date Me by the very fabulous Nicole Byers. Uh, and so she had a recent episode called uh, Advice from a Dating Coach, which had uh, Demona Hoffman as the guest. And I super, super enjoyed uh, this conversation it was talking a lot about Nicole's feelings around dating you know she's like me she's like sexual she wants to fuck she wants to date she 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 wants to get out there but you know uh, especially living in America that's that's really fucking hard right now so a big part of the conversation was sort of about how we feel about dating and the scape of dating as it is but it kind of moved into like talking about I guess some like very specific profile tips so I just wanted to share a couple that I thought were interesting um there was one for if you're somebody who dates men that a really great thing to do on your profile and your photos is to have in your first photo either like you wearing the color red or the color red to be in shot uh because apparently it makes men stop in their tracks, do a nice stop and have a look. And I guess that's kind of like, uh, you know, the, the big thing that you want when people are kind of like perusing profiles is you want somebody to take long enough to stop <laughs> and and it, at least think for a moment, do I, at the bare minimum, do I find this person attractive? Like, or, or you know, because like, let's be honest. I mean, I think that's how the general person is using the apps it in, in they're visual world. first most yeah. of the time which is why it, they were also talking about how the visual storytelling is more important than ever right now uh you know part of that being like everybody's so fatigued with with online communications and I think the sort of dead end that a lot of online dating has felt does feel like you know so it's really important to sort of actually, I guess, tell a little bit of a story about who you are through the photos that you choose. Like how how through the photos that you have of yourself, can you express 
some things that you enjoy or how you spend time with your friends or things that you think are fun. And when when you t- step, you know, I challenge everybody right now to like as we're with in Victoria, at least uh, in Australia, where I think a lot of us are coming coming back into Dayton after a little bit of um, a break. So it's a really good time for, to sort of take stock of where your profile profiles are sitting right now and have a look at those photos and show a friend and be like, what story does this tell of me? And I think, you know, I see as someone who predominantly dates men, why can't I get women to swipe me I don't know why aren't I girl pretty anyway it's fine (laughs) oh honey I see a lot of profiles out there and I'm kind of like this is just five of the same photo or people are using photos that are like very clearly like many 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 years old like I'm like a little bit more forgiving in life right now of people having older photos you know it's 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 like hard times right now but um (laughs) what what does it it actually say about you you know because like when somebody looks at that profile they're going to be thinking things like could I have fun with this person would they be the sort of person who would like me? Um, they had another tip that was talking about that it's a really great thing to like leave out sort of really negative things in in your profile. I mean, because this is for anyone out there who doesn't know, your profile is it's an ad. This is your ad, you know, and you want somebody to click on it and learn more, right? So I I actually do find it very common um, seeing things like no crazy women or um, no Trump supporters or no swerfs and turfs. And I mean, like, I I truly, I mean, obviously no swerfs and turfs. Like, fuck that shit. But um, it sets kind of like a strange tone sometimes with these different identifiers that you put as like, here are the key things about me as an individual, you know? Um, It's kind of like selling you instead of warning off kind of thing yeah yeah I feel like it just kind of gives space for different kinds of conversations you know of course it's like everybody's personal choice how they choose to conduct their profiles and um you know that that's it's always your personal choice and yeah just also some discussion around like how much information is the right amount of information you know um so I mean for me in in text it's really kind of like what am I looking for What's something that I enjoy doing or something that I'm passionate about? Um, and maybe like a conversation prompt, you know, like what, 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 what's interesting about you and why are you memorable and how could it be easy to talk to you in a way that's not like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Yeah. And I think there's so much there. And as you say, a lot of us are coming out of lockdown and thinking about dating again. Some people are, you know, partnered and older, but they're looking at poly stuff or non-monogamy and looking at how to navigate dating from that perspective. So I think we'll definitely have a look at doing more dating-focused content in the future to answer all those burning questions. Hell yeah. So yeah, no, that was a real cool episode. I will drop the information in the, in the show notes. And Nicole Byers is wonderful, everybody. Go go and support her. Worship the, the floor that the woman walks on. She is great. Excellent. So, Vix, we love to have a little bit of a weekly wonderful because sometimes we talk about heavy stuff on this show and it's really good just to remind ourselves of 
what is beautiful and fluffy and sexy in the world. And this is just where we chat about something that we've loved this week and we might recommend that other people check out as well. So what have you got going on? What's making you smile? Uh, I'm very happy that my mouth has healed so that I can eat food. It's been very hard not being able to regulate my emotions through eating over the last few weeks. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I didn't really understand how wisdom teeth removal works and that I would be left with these wizzo holes, which I just <laughs> am never going to stop saying wizzo holes, even though my wizzo holes will, they will fill back in with gum, but wizzo holes... Wizzo holes, I will never forget you and the special time and the foods that we shared. <laughs> Outstanding. Um, I have a lot of love in my life, both uh, right now, both romantic and friendship and uh, chosen family love. And it's just all just having like a really fluffy time and feeling like uber fulfilled and uber loved and putting the love out there and then getting smashed in the face with love right back and now I'm just like (laughs) luxuriating in it everyone was so nice to me when I had my wisdom teeth out got lots of nice visits I got gifts everybody was just like uh, they knew it was a big deal to me so they treated it as such and made sure that you know I felt very considered and special and I'm like wow that's really that's really cool that I, d- I don't even have to ask for these things. They're just given willingly to me and very lovingly. And um, I just feel really lucky and really grateful for that. And um, I guess another one is because, you know, you can bet you, you can bet your cowgirl jump right back in the saddle as soon as like she could move her mouth good again. So, you know, I've already, you know, met some new humans and, and but also, you know, <sighs> Meeting new humans is hard. You never know how it's going to go. So I'm also pretty proud of myself for putting into practice some things that I had been working really hard to learn over the last couple of years. Um, And especially it's, it's, it's the learning's gotten more intense every year, but something that I haven't been very good at uh, for most of my life is being able to identify when I'm uncomfortable So it's sort of, it was really the first step learning that discomfort was there and how to identify it. And yeah, I just had a very recent experience where um, I got myself out of a situation that was making me feel very uncomfortable and I was able to make myself safe again. And yeah, I feel, I feel really proud of that. Like they're really hard skills to learn. (laughs) I'm proud of you for that. That shit is super hard, especially when you're socialized female as well, to actually be in touch with yourself and shut it down and get out of the situation. So that is wonderful work. Thank you, baby. Mm. I appreciate your support. Absolutely. So for me, my weekly wonderful well... It has been sunny weather, which I really like. I absolutely run on solar batteries, so it's been really good getting out and having lunch in the sun when I can. Even though work has been really dense and challenging, it does make me feel better to do my exercise, to get out in the sun, to have some fun. And then, you know, when I had the breakup and was super sad, I went and got drunk and ate cake with Vix and another one of our friends. And it was amazing and it was so therapeutic. And we talked about so much stuff. We talked about <laughs> we, we talked about heartbreak. We talked about squirting. We talked about a billion things. Um, our friend got a really extravagant cake, and we ate the whole thing. And it was just it was just women supporting women, just being 
like just grotty, gorgeous babes, and I loved it, and it was so helpful. So yeah, thank you so much for that, Vix, and our and our beautiful pal. And yeah, can't wait to do more of it. Yeah, it's fucked up that it wasn't on my list because it's like the best thing that's happened to me in the last like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, but I said it. You know, like I saw it was on your list and I'm like, I don't want to let, I'm going to speak before you. I, I don't want to like fucking take like one of your things. But just so you all know, I had a great time also. <laughs> and I love Lauren very much. <laughs> M- mutual smoochies. That's what y'all have signed up for is just the Vix and Lauren love fest. We made you think it was about you. It's not about you. It's about us and our squishy, squishy gal pal feelings. So... That's pretty much it. Well, I had thought that this was going to be a shorter episode because I'm like, we can, we can handle these questions. It's going to be easy, but it seems like we're real, real chatty lassies. Uh, this one is funnily after a break after a couple of weeks and uh, we're like, hmm, how to podcast. But So enjoy season two. It's full of surprises to both you and I. Um, but, you know, being that it is this new season, we need some more gosh dang questions or topics. Like, and maybe it's more things like what, I, I don't know, uh, in the vein of what monsters would like to fuck, but not that question, a new one that we didn't answer in this episode. So if you would like to send us one, there are a couple of ways that you can get them under our noses. You can either slide into our DMs with your questions at Done Wonderfully on Twitter, or you can slip us an anonymous message. We won't know it's you. How cool is that? At curiouscat.qa slash done. Wonderfully Done can be downloaded and listened to pretty much wherever you listen to your podcast. So make sure you tell your friends to listen on their podcast place of choice. Wouldn't that be nice? And hey, you're doing wonderfully.